0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast, and today is very special. I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite lyricists of all time, Charles Hamilton. I wanted to take some time to talk about Charles Hamilton because he's a dude who's very much an enigma in hip hop, and this isn't going to be the longest podcast or anything by any means, but I definitely want to take some time to talk about his career, what he's done, and why I think he's an anomaly of the game I really do think that Charles Hamilton is an anomaly Because when you chart through his career And his musical ability I, don't, I think he's one of the most gifted and talented musicians in general Not just rappers I mean, he can clearly rap Like, if you, if you want, I'll probably drop a link in the description You can literally find a video of Charles Hamilton Rapping, freestyling acapella for damn near an hour Just going just going for it and shit. And um it was really cool to see. I think that Charles has gone through a lot of trials and tribulations in his life. You know, if you are familiar with his career somewhat, you know you've seen YouTube videos, you've seen the infamous punch, you've seen certain things, yes, yes, for sure. But if you've also seen Charles Hamilton before, you you've seen him rap with Kanye in game, you've uh you've seen him with the Hamiltonization process, all of the above. So we know that Charles is a hard worker. And he stays releasing music. And one of my favorite projects that he ever did was Well Isn't This Awkward. And Well Isn't This Awkward to me is such a fucking trip of a project. Because whenever I listen to it, I get really amazed just by how deep of a thinker that Charles is. And the conceptual depth that he's willing to reach. Ah, That's a little bit of water, people. Gotta stay hydrated. But... For real, like I think that Charles on well isn't this awkward displays some of this, like his most interesting concepts because if you don't know the whole entire concept behind that project, is that he's in love with Rihanna, and uh, it, it's crazy he's in love with Rihanna, but uh, he's a homeless musician and he he thinks he has a chance with her and he wants to get invited up to the penthouse and i think that there's a lot of metaphorical implication on top of this shit. but um charles i think what he did with these mixtapes is super crazy you know um the sonic the hedgehog stuff like he really developed his own brand and everything for real like his double xl cover i'm surprised that you know people don't mention his name enough but I think Charles Hamilton is a legit, legit, legit MC. I mean I've seen freestyles of him with King Lowe's with, with a lot of killers and he holds his own B O B, et cetera, et cetera. He's a spitter spitter. And and you know like that's the game, most likely. But um with hip hop, you know, it it's a very political business and I think that's that's where like Charles like went through the most you know the political side of this business because um you know if you go through anything in this business it's gonna be the rejection aspect because this is what it is in this music world it's a lot of rejection a lot of misunderstandings a whole lot of lack of understanding and it can totally fucking throw you off and I really do think that Charles even on this perfect life displays so much depth like I I do think the reason I find Charles fascinating is because of his A, his workflow is insane. His discography is insane. He has a crazy, insane workflow, works his ass off. You know, it really is true. Does all this shit. And for him not to, to have the kind of respect he deserves does bother me. But, because of what he can do, he can play piano, organ, guitar, bass. He is so goddamn talented as a musician. He even made uh he took the two pop beat ambitions as a hustler and called it you know ambitions yeah ambitions as a writer and called it ambitions as a musician and that just says a lot about uh his his whole entire ideal, you know, and his cousin is rapper light. MC Light. He's related to MC Light. If y'all don't know, he's related to the legendary MC Light. And the perfect, This Perfect Life was a shelved album, which is pretty crazy. But that album was great. It had a feature from Crooked Eye I really liked. And he was touching on a bunch of topics. And he treated the project like a diary. Very much like the Pink Lava Lamp. The Pink Lava Lamp. I, I fuck with the Pink Lava Lamp heavy. You know, um, the Pink Lava Lamp. Is really personal It's very personal It's very melodic But I love what he did You know what I mean On certain tracks Like Shining That's my shit Loser She's so high A boy who cried wolf uh, Satellite Let me live Everything he pulled Through this album Was pretty incredible I gotta say It was impressive And to see how Eras change Is pretty insane But I'm a fan of what Charles did Taking his situation Him being homeless, the negativity that he has faced, all of the above, and being able to persevere does say a lot about his spirit, and it's incredibly intri- intriguing, you know? And um, everyone has to, you know, push to do better. And I think that that's the thing with Charles. Like, he's always pushed himself as artist, pushed himself creatively, and shit. I mean, his album, H- Hamilton Charles, that came out in 2016, his most recent, is very, like... A triumphant record I do think that The way he did this album as well Was really genius You know Charles Hamilton Is also one of these guys He's not only a rapper He's a great producer You know He's an incredible producer And I think that's where he shines as well He shines in all these areas Because he chooses to You know And it's really It does bother me To kind of look at his career And see the trajectory And how it fizzled a bit But the musicality of him never really changed. And that's why we got to talk about Charles Hamilton. Charles Hamilton is such a fucking enigma in my mind. Because you can't... I don't think you could ever recreate another Charles Hamilton in any goddamn sense of the word. You know, I remember um, when I watched this movie on YouTube. I might even drop a link. It's called The Enigmatic Career of Charles Hamilton. It does a great job um, at base he does a great job explaining why he um wears pink even saying that god is a woman pink is the color of life you give life with the man into the woman and pink is the inside of the woman's womb so it's it's a wild way to think it through but yeah i do respect like his creative outlet and plus he had a nice comeback with a what is it he had a record that appeared on empire that show Empire. So he's been hustling and shit. He's been on Double XL and his rapping technique is very dope. And uh, there's a little there's a little interesting um summary on his rapping style that now, on Wikipedia, that might do more justice than me. Hamilton has been known for his clear enunciation and his storytelling rhymes, focusing on depression, hope, social injustice, drugs, Sega, women, and religion. Hamilton is also known for carrying a concept over a series of albums, complex rhyme schemes, bending words so they rhyme, melody hooks, varied humorous subject matter, multisyllabic rhymes, adding many rhymes to a bar, having complex rhymes, being able to freestyle rap over long lengthy periods of time and being a musical workaholic. In 2009 during an interview Hamilton would explain his rapping technique according to Hamilton. I don't know how to read music but I know how to sound music so like if I'm on beat but not flowing then I'm definitely easing in and out of the beat. I call it time mathematics to be able to know how many words you can fit at a certain speed before your time is up. I really find that interesting time mathematics but Hamilton also produces records and songwrites for other artists as well. Hamilton is known for producing a majority of his own records. Hamilton is also known in his production style for his sampling of soul songs. In 2007, during an interview, Hamilton talked about his sampling methods. According to Hamilton, When I sample, I'm not just trying to do it to sound good. I'm trying to tell a story, to convey an emotion. If I sampled it, there is a reason I sampled it. I believe that music is based on moments and that there are some moments that people may have missed back in the day they may have even missed it a year ago when i'm sample when i sample i'm giving the artist the respect while simultaneously creating something new that's done. i really do agree and i do see that outlook and you know his his fucking story is legendary him being homeless getting signed by uh you know interscope records and then eventually being dropped and then learning about it through um Fucking could you imagine you get dropped from your record label and you learn about it through the internet? Isn't that some bullshit? Fuck charles hamilton born in cleveland ohio we're gonna get into his early life raised in harlem new york he was exposed to music at an early age my mother was an entertainment journalist for the cleveland call and post she would take me with her to events when i was just a baby hamilton stated his mother always made sure he had an instrument around him his mother put different kinds of instruments in his basement in the basement of their cleveland home but he naturally gravitated to the keyboard Hamilton has stated, At first, I was just playing the rhythm of the songs I would hear. The older I got, the more proficient I got at hearing the notes for most of his life. Let's see, for most of his life, Hamilton was self-taught, picking up the lead and bass guitar in his teenage years, as well as the drums and harmonica. Hamilton has stated that listening to other genres of music, being exposed to different cultures, and experiencing life helped mold his musical sound. Hamilton would leave from his mother's home at the age of eighteen, and would at times be homeless, spending his nights at his friends' houses. Hamilton would later utilize. Hamilton would utilize. Eh, sorry, Hamilton would later utilize a studio built at the Frederick. Du- this is where it gets really interesting. Where, at his academy, he would record his music in college, which I found really interesting. Hamilton would later utilize. I gotta do a legend segment about Hamilton. Logic, a few other people. Yeah, a few people. Hamilton would spend countless hours in the studio, developing his craft and his own signature sound. Hamilton stated, The lab FDA studio means so much to me, because when I literally didn't have anywhere else to go in the world, I could just go in my beloved Alameda and purge myself creatively. The studio in the Frederick Douglass Academy is where most of Charles Hamilton's music is made. Hamilton Hamilton also stated regarding FDA Studio that I can do my thing in other studios. It's just something about home that makes my music breathe. Hamilton attended Rice High School in Harlem, where he would also participate in freestyle rap battles, which I gotta say, he was pretty impressive. I think he even Battle What? Serious Jones? Uh, I'm, I'm going have to do a breakdown of Hitman Hollow. And Cassidy next week. I'm a round for round, damn you, break this shit down. Mhm. <sighs> Gotta get that water, people. I know it's a little unentertaining when I'm not talking, but shit, I need to stay hydrated. But yeah, don't forget, don't forget. I'm not forgetting at all because uh, I'm interested. I'm really, really interested in the Hitman Holla Cassidy battle because of the lead up. And I haven't had the chance to see it yet because I really want to dig into it. And Hitman hey, Holland, this seems intense. That's why I've been I'm really excited for this battle. So I'm going to talk about it since my mind's on battle rap a little bit. Hamilton would later meet his future manager, Leroy Rose after offering to help him with the music event that he was organizing. When Ben Rose eventually heard his music, he was blown away and arranged a meeting at Hamilton's High School in Harlem ben rose set about promoting his first client in any way that he could burning cds putting them on at showcases and securing his first appearance on the influential blog you heard that new he also managed to introduce hamilton to theo saldemare one of the most powerful entertainment lawyers in the musical industry signing to interscope records the hamiltonization process and the pink lava lamp On June 16, 2008, Hamilton released his debut mixtape, Crash Landed. Really fucking dope tape. On June 27, 2008, Hamilton released his mixtape, Outside Looking. On August 14, 2008, Hamilton announced that he officially signed to Interscope Records after well-known artist, producer, songwriter Pharrell introduced him, introduced Hamilton to Interscope Records CEO at the time, Jimmy Iovine. Later in August, Hamilton would announce that he would release a series of eight mixtapes entitled The Hamiltonization Process. It would be titled after his former personal blog at the time. On September 2nd, 2008, Hamilton released his mixtape Death of the Mixtape Rapper, which would be the first release in the Hamiltonization process. On September 16th, 2008, Hamilton released his mixtape and then they played Dilla. The mixtape was a dedication to producer Jay Dilla, and the mixtape cover was based on Jay Dillard's critically acclaimed donuts on September 30th 2008 Hamilton and demo Dem- 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 at Music Group released their mixtape staff development on October 15th to- he makes me feel like I need to work more I do October fifteenth, 2000 2000- new mixtape coming by the way into the haze see you guys part, part into the haze Act three will be coming this summer just so you know. The mixtape cover was based on Nas's critically acclaimed album Illmatic On October 28, 2008, Hamilton released his mixtape The L Word A few weeks later, on November 11, 2008, Hamilton released his mixtape Sonic the Hamilton On November 18, 2008, Hamilton released Brooklyn Girls the music video would feature a cameo appearance from pornographic actress Lacey Duval, who Hamilton had earlier that year made a dedication song towards entitled Lacey Duval. On November 25th, 08, Hamilton released his mixtape Intervention. On December 8, 2008, Hamilton released his debut album entitled The Pink Lava Land. The album was originally supposed to have been released as Hamilton's major label debut studio album, but due to Hamilton disagreements with Interscope Records about having the single "Brooklyn Girls" put on the album, he decided it would be best to put it to release it as a free independent release and his label Demevol with his label Demevolis Music Group. Demevolists, yeah. This album would go on to have critically acclaimed reviews And build Hamilton a cult following It would be the last release in the Hamiltonization process In 2008, Hamilton was chosen for the XXL 2009 freshman cover issue Alongside fellow rappers Wale, B.O.B., Asher Roth, Corey Guns, Blue, Mickey Fax, Ace Hood, Currency, and Kid Cudi That's a really good lineup And shouts to the homie Mickey Fax All these fellas For real. Um, Corey Guns was on that? Shit. That's a good list. That's a good lineup. A lot of those people did really well too. So that's a good fucking lineup. Um, this perfect life and release from Interscope. On February 13, 2009, Hamilton released his mixtape, Well, Isn't This Awkward?, which I talked about a little bit. The mixtape lyrically followed the story of a fan who had a romantic obsession with the singer-songwriter Rihanna and instrumentally included various samples of her music. That May, a video went viral of... Hamilton first rap battling then getting assaulted by his former girlfriend fellow rapper Brianna Latrice the stepdaughter of Mary J Blige due to Hamilton referencing during the battle Latrice having an abortion on May 25th 2009 during an interview they both publicly apologized to each other with Hamilton stating I apologize honestly for putting some things out there that shouldn't have been out there I understand it it was the heat of the moment and I didn't get the chance to really talk to you about it. I just wanted to tell you I apologize because I know what I shouldn't have said. And with Latrice remarking, I'm going to thank you for your apology. I'm going to apologize for acting outside of the norm. We're going to talk about our personal business on our personal time. Very immature and well done. Applaud that. Hamilton was to release his first studio album on Interscope entitled This Perfect Life in 2009. According to Hamilton's blog at the time, the album was was to be released digitally on June 23rd, 2009, and the physical copy in stores on August 25th, 09. This album was supposed to be Hamilton's major label debut and the first album distributed by a major record label for free download on Charles Hamilton's own website. (coughs) there was also a physical copy of the album that would have to be purchased in stores that included a dvd of animated videos to help the listener get a better feel for the music on august 17 2009 hamilton released this perfect life ep as a promotion for the album when the cover art for this perfect life was released Hamilton caused some controversy when the deceased producer, I remember this, Jay Dilla was named as executive producer. A handful of Dilla's closest associates through hip-hop began speaking out against Hamilton's use of the name and its connection to his music. Hamilton later stated he wished to financially help Jay Dilla's mother, who had thrombatic, thrombol, some crazy thing I can't pronounce right now. Uh, very bad illness the same illness that took jay dilla's life jay dilla's name was later removed from the album artwork due to legal reasons after months of speculation, the, the album was never released as a result of Hamilton getting dropped from Interscope on September 19, 2009 for multiple reasons, including but not limited to his poor performance at a Penn State rap battle and his unapproved crediting of Jay Dilla. Manager Leroy Benrose later explained why he felt like Hamilton's career was stalled by hitting, by telling headquarters, I think things happened too fast. I don't think we were well prepared for what, what was given to us on september 24th 2009 the full album this perfect life was released digitally by hamilton himself and was leaked on various websites later that year on december 28th oh nine, hamilton returned with this first mixtape after being released from interscope entitled normalcy independent projects on March 25th, 2010, Hamilton released his mixtape entitled The Binge Volume 3, Charles Hamilton's Last Mixtape. Although he announced that the Binge Volume 3 would be his last mixtape, Hamilton, alongside with fellow rapper B.O.B. released a video trailer to promote the song Paperboy. In the video, B.O.B. hinted that the two may be making a mixtape together the singer the single paperboy ended up being released on may 21st 2010 and was produced by woody also in march hamilton dedicated a song choices a wave to alex in honor of a friend who had died after getting in the car with a drunk driver hamilton released a new single called guachos on may 4th 2010 so he releases a slew of independent projects um, on April 18, 2013 This is strange Hamilton's Other sh- How much music they just have? Other shelved Interscope debut studio album Substance Abuse was leaked A year later on April first, 2014 Hamilton released a collaboration album With rappers Spud Mac and SKE Heisman Entitled Hip Hop uh, On May 30th it was announced Hamilton allowed a friend to release his albums My Heart and My Zone through ha- through ha- Though Hamilton we claim that this was false. My Heart was originally supposed to be released as Charles Hamilton's debut studio album in 2010 while he was signed to Newco Records, but it was shelved by Hamilton. So how many shelved projects uh, does he have? So we have Substance Abuse, uh, the Collaboration album. It was announced Hamilton had allowed a friend to release his albums, My Heart and The Zone. Okay. Personal struggles and arrest During an interview on July 27th, 2010, Hamilton announced that he had checked himself into a psychiatric hospital. He stated, "My stay here is like identical to my stay in the industry. As far as being a new guy in here having to deal with politics and people trying to control you, the critics would have to be the doctors and the rounds. So you can say this is like an experiment to see if the industry is really like an asylum or if I was the one bugging. Some say the industry is like high school, but it's just like a mental hospital. All I wanted to do and still want to do is make music, he explained. It got to the point where I started talking in rhymes all the time, even in just regular conversation, and music just became me. So I thought it'd be a good idea if I checked into the hospital just to get my mind right. After being released on August 10, 2010... Hamilton discussed in an interview that his stay with the psychiatric hospital and why upon filming of his release in a video that he was in a wheelchair, stating, the reason I'm in a wheelchair is because I have a sharp pain since I was in the hospital and a little bit before, he said, I have sharp pains when I'm walking and literally went to collapse, but... I can't I have to continue to walk. So my right leg was being was acting has been acting kind of funny. I still have a little bit of mobility. I can still stand in the booth, but I'd rather the mobility of my legs be jeopardized than my musicality be jeopardized at any given point. That December Hamilton was arrested in Cleveland, Ohio after assaulting an officer. Hamilton would later post bail for 25,000 and was referred for psychiatric treatment. Damn, 25k for bail. During a 2015 interview, Hamilton would go more into detail about what happened, saying that he knew better than to punch a cop. Hamilton had just crashed his father's girlfriend's car, which he took without permission. Oh, damn. Which he took without permission or a driver's license. Unharmed, he wandered to the Quicken Loans Arena, where he began playing what he says was an imaginary basketball with exiting Cavalier fans. This cop walks over and was like, what are you doing? I said, basketball. He puts his arms out to guard me, so I crossed him, and he slipped. His partner came over like, what's going on? He grabbed my arm, and I punched him. Hamilton would would later ultimately be diagnosed with bipolar disorder. During the time he was undiagnosed, he stated, I just didn't trust anybody did leave my house i just made music all the time i was fighting depression i shut myself in hamilton would also discuss how in his early career before he started his recovery that he wanted to commit suicide i wanted to commit career suicide physical suicide spiritual suicide i didn't care anymore on october 6th 2014 hamilton announced for his blog that he had finally started working on his debut studio album and that he would not be releasing any more free projects stating i got good news and bad news the good news is i'm finally working on my debut retail album it sounds amazing so far everyone is excited about it the bad news is no more free music odds are never no loopholes which means vampire sunlight might be the last free release and the evil microchip will not drop not even on youtube sorry marcus sorry marcus but a major thank you in this order for everyone who's helped me in this far everyone from Bo. And Dre to Jimmy Iveen, all the graphic designers who have made covers, all the fans who uploaded my music, everyone, thank you. My digital revolution has taken the galaxy by a storm and I'm proud of it. It's just time to take things to a higher level. Hopefully y'all will support me. I'm gonna throw I'm not gonna throw the fact you've all heard my secrets for free in your face, but honestly. I would personally appreciate if you went out and supported it. If you went out and supported whatever I put in stores, more news to come. But once again, no free music indefinitely. Hold your head, kids. Yeah. And I really respect him for uh, putting that blog post out there. Very smart. On January 17, 2015, Hamilton officially returned on social media after reactivating his Twitter account and creating his own Instagram page. On his first posted photo, Hamilton would state, the hype is real, hello again. Hashtag rap game, hashtag let's do this, hashtag hip hop. A week later... Hamilton performed a collaboration track with singer-songwriter Rita Ora entitled New York Raining and it was later announced that Hamilton had signed with record label/management company Turn First Records. On February 18, 2015, it was announced and confirmed that Hamilton had signed a record label deal, a second label deal with Republic Records. It was also announced that Hamilton's first single, New York Raining, featuring Rita Ora, would be featured on the first soundtrack for Fox's high-rated TV series, Empire. On March 18th, New York Raining was released as Hamilton's first single since Quachos in 2010. On April 15th, 2015, Hamilton would announce he would be releasing an extended play before he would release his debut album. This is music before the music, which is genius. More music, Hamilton. More music. Is that what his brain tells him? I fucking get it. That's my brain. Just wants me to be locked in, record, maybe like drilling kicks and shadow boxing. I don't know. In an interview with Mr. Wavy released on July 8th, 2015, Hamilton suggested that Lupe Fiasco, whom he had been opening for on tour at the time of the interview, would appear on a song with him in the near future. Now, that would be some crazy shit. On August 19th, 2015, Hamilton re- revealed the cover art and the release date for his upcoming EP, The Black Box, revealing it would be released on September 18, 2015. On September 17, 2015, Hamilton would reveal via Twitter that he had he had to push the release date back for the upcoming EP, The Black Box. On December 11, 2015, Hamilton released, would release his EP, The Black Box. On October 28th, 2016, Hamilton would announce that the release date for his upcoming major label debut album would be released on December 2nd, 2016. It was ultimately pushed back a week and released on December 9th, 2016. So, yeah, very incredible. Very, very wild. And plus, you know, just to give him his credit, it was like, like Charles... This was a different era, like, Charles really had to grind, like, to get these blog postings and shit, to get out there, like, it's just such a fucking different era, and the career that Charles has had, I mean, it doesn't, like, this doesn't do enough justice, I'm literally gonna have to, like, do a podcast where I show clips and shit. Like once I get my podcast studio it 's going to be nice because i 'm going to have someone who can pull up clips for me similar to joe rogan 's guy jamie i 'll be able to have that situation, and uh, this is one of those moments where i' actually want to pull up some of these battles and freestyles et cetera et cetera but um that is the enigma the anomaly of charles hamilton i 'm definitely going to do a legend segment about him uh, next month. I want to do one about logic as well. I need to do a few more interviews, get some things going but uh Yeah, it definitely is a wild time. It's a wild time, and Charles Hamilton's a hell of an artist. And please just go support, check out his music, and yeah, just understand like the great amount of creativity this person has. You know, I know I read a lot, talked a lot, etc. But this is a podcast, and this is what we do. It's all good fun, and yeah, if I have some recommendations, I would listen to. Well, isn't this awkward? Pink lava lamp. This perfect life outside looking, outside looking, uh, Hamilton Charles, go support, make sure to buy his retail album, Hamilton Charles, just go do it. Um, listen to his mixtapes, EPs, etc. And I believe he has an interview on bedroom Beethoven's that I really like shout out to bedroom Beethoven. It's a great podcast, but, um, anyway, thank y'all for listening. I appreciate it. This is chase talks hip hop and y'all have been a lovely audience. Thank you so much.